You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do the people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Hello, welcome to the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we explore some of the big money issues in the world of sports. I'm Michael Barr. I'm Scarlett Fu. And I'm Damian Sassauer. Oh, we got baseball. Baseball is here. And we got, there's so many things going on in baseball. And one topic right now involves streaming. So you're going to have to watch uh, your favorite team uh, if you might have to dig a little more into your pocket uh, talk more about that. Bloomberg's own Jerry Smith. Jerry, welcome to the Bloomberg Business of Sports. Thanks for having me. Well, now what? See, this a lot of this started way back when the the local affiliates, you know, that all went up, man, and and that's gone in flames now. And now Old Man Barr has to get his streaming groove going on. Talk us more about what this means for the game. Yeah, this is a this is a big story in sports media right now. Is uh, what is going to happen to the regional sports channels? They're under a lot of pressure. These are the channels that um, you know they broadcast your uh, Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL games to people in the local market, and they're under a lot of pressure because of cord cutting mainly. And people are cutting the cord, and that's depriving them of revenue that they use to uh, pay the teams. And with so many people cutting the cord, these channels are really pinning their hopes on streaming and the idea that um, people, the cord cutters out there, are going to pay uh, between twenty and thirty dollars a month to subscribe to a streaming service and watch the games that way. Um, so we've seen more and more of these announcements. In fact, uh, the Yes Network, which is the cable home of the Yankees, uh, introduced their streaming service for the first time. Uh, Nesson, uh, which is the uh, Boston Red Sox broadcaster, launched a streaming service last year. And Bally Sports, which is the... Um, the largest owner of lo- of local sports channels, they have a streaming service. So we're seeing more and more of this. The price is really a challenge. I think it's going to be tricky to get people to spend that kind of money um, on a streaming service, uh, especially when you think about Netflix and all the other prices out there, which are, are much lower. Yeah, Nesson, according to your reporting, costs $30 a month. Um, and people are accustomed to getting highlights for free on Twitter and GIFs on Twitter. So asking someone to spend $30 a month, what kind of product are people getting on their phones? Well, right now they're getting essentially the same thing they get when they watch cable. They, they, they get the games, they get the pre-show, the post-game show. Uh, and the price is not an accident. I mean, the reason that these services are priced so high is because these channels really don't want to kill the golden goose, the cable business that they're already in. If they start pricing these 
uh, these apps at like five or six dollars, a lot of people are going to say, well, why am I subscribing to cable? And they'll cancel. And, and that really upsets the Comcast and DirecTVs of the world. And in fact, uh, might violate the contracts that these channels have with those distributors. So that's why their, their price so high is, is that the, they don't want to um, really unravel the cable business, even though that's a declining business as is. Uh, Jerry, you know, I think back to 2019. I think back to when Sinclair Broadcast purchased 21 regional sports networks from Walt Disney for $9.6 billion, right? And that, if I'm not mistaken, was Diamond Sports Group, which owns the Valley Sports brand, right? So take me through, you know, what Yes and Nesson are trying to do differently so they don't, you know, so, so they don't wind up in the same place as Diamond Sports. Yeah, we've all seen the, the headlines in the last couple of weeks about Diamond Sports filing for bankruptcy. And they're a bit of a unique situation. I would put uh, the Yankees channel and the Red Sox channel a little bit uh, to the side. And if you talk about Diamond Sports and, and what you said is this was uh, these were about 19 of these channels around the country. Um, and they were bought in 2019. And the owner, Sinclair, took on an enormous amount of debt at what could be probably the worst time to do it. Mm-hmm. Because you're right when the whole cable business model starting to unravel with cord cutting, this company took on over $8 billion in debt and has just really struggled to keep paying teams for the broadcast rights while managing this huge debt load while losing more and more subscribers to cord cutting. I'll never forget this. My father, God rest his soul, and I still at the house, and I wanted to buy cable. This is like 1984. And my father reamed me a new one. He said, boy, who in the hell would want to pay for TV when it is free? Well, then he bought two satellite dishes later, and then, you know, I'm, the rest is history. My point is, it, you got cable. Then you have... <laughs> The streaming services. And it goes on and on. It's like, wait a minute. At least give me dinner and a movie because, I mean, this is getting really expensive. My son, who's at 18 now, he said at first I was all for streaming and now I'm feeling like, well, wait a minute. I, you know, did, did I get taken in this? What, what's going on? Yeah. I mean, what, what's happening is this whole business is fragmenting. I mean, there used to, Everyone for years and years complained about cable. Oh, it's so expensive. Now they're looking at cable as being kind of convenient because what's happening now is streaming. Take the Yankees, for example. You have, If you're a cord cutter, if you want to watch Yankees games, you can subscribe to this new streaming service they introduced, which is going to be $25 a month. Then you've got some games on Amazon Prime, 20 games on Amazon Prime. And then you've got these other players. Apple has some Major League Baseball games. NBC, Peacock has some some Major League Baseball games. And so it's a really fragmented landscape where you're now paying a few dollars to this you know, company and, and a few dollars to this company. And it's, it's just challenging and expensive for the sports fan right now with all these different streaming services and the game sort of spread out on all these different places. When we used to have cable where we just sat down in front of the TV and, and we could flip around on a remote. And, and, and I want to add, it's like I saw an ad, it kind of insulted me. It was, some, it was about the antenna. It's like, and you can get programming for free. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's the way it, it starts. You have the, the antenna to get free programming, then cable, now the stream. Streaming services, Scarlett. Hey, I you know I that's know. what your dad was talking about. Yeah. So, 
I mean, someone very smart once said that the history of media and content is all about bundling and then unbundling, bundling and then unbundling, right? We've unbundled and now people are recognizing that there's value in bundling, and which is why Disney Plus and ESPN Plus end up getting bundled together for a better price. So, Jerry, is there anyone who's doing this well? Because one thing you point out in uh, your story on Nessun 360 is that it's glitchy. So, people who are paying $30 a month aren't even getting a superior product. Is there anyone who's figured this out and is getting the kind of subscriber growth that they had intended? Or is everything kind of a a mess right now? I I think it's still very early days. Uh, I think that these sports channels, it's not in their DNA to be technology companies. So, you know, the amount of... They're playing catch up. Yeah. I mean, think about the amount of engineers that Netflix and some of these companies that are, you know, this is their business streaming and they do it really well. The other thing you have to think about is live sports is really hard on streaming. It's much easier to, um, you know, have something on HBO Max or or, or Netflix that's... And it's... it's a little technical, but essentially live sports is, is a lot more challenging to stream without glitches. So you combine that with the fact that these are, are sports channels that it's not really, they don't have the, the manpower uh, to really make this work. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, you see a lot of sports fans who are frustrated. You see examples where the last minute of an exciting game, all of a sudden the stream crashes or buffers. And, and so it's it's frustrating and it's um, it's really challenging. It's a whole nother, um, techno, you know, from a technology perspective, these channels are still trying to figure this out. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and Premier Sports. QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers, and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at CutterEconomicForum.com. Jerry, personally, I don't know how anyone would uh, sit through, uh, you pay $30 a month to sit through Red Sox and Bruins games unless they're playing the Yankees or Rangers. But let's just, you know, humor <laughs> me for this one minute. You know, $30 a month. I mean, it's $11 a month for RSN add-ons, places like Fubo TV. I mean, you've got Netflix. You mentioned all of them. I mean, obviously, there's still cable. You know, can we expect that price to go down? And where can consumers go to find the best way and the best price, for that matter, to see their favorite teams? I think cable is, is going to be the best place that you're going to, as far as price goes. I mean, what you have, what, what's important to understand is is that the cable business model was really a, a beautiful model where sports fans were being subsidized by non-sports fans. You were paying for cable and you were paying for these regional sports channels, whether you watched them or not. And what we're now seeing with these streaming services is a standalone streaming service for the Yankees or the Red Sox has to cost that kind of money to make up for the fact that sport non-sports fans are no longer subsidizing the the sports fans' habits. So that's that's part of why these these are priced uh, at the number they are. Um, you know, I think it's sports rights. The cost of sports rights keeps going up. We saw ESPN Plus introduce um, a, a, a price increase last year. So they also have to make the. There's a, they're under a lot of pressure from Wall Street to find profitability, and it's really hard to do that when you're six or seven dollars a month and you're paying more and more to these sports leagues and to these sports teams for the rights to broadcast these games. Speaking and, of, I'm sorry. Go. Ahead. 
Oh, I was just going to say, Damien, as a father to teenagers, you and I both know that there are teenagers who are always scouring Reddit looking for illegal streams. So there's there's definitely ways to watch the game if you're willing to put up with a lot of buffering. Yeah, well, I mean, Scarlett, I don't know about your teenagers, but I just have to say, you know, I have teenagers who decide that they want to watch something right then and there. And then they say yes to the $30 a month without me knowing <laughs> until the end of the month. And I don't know how many $30 a month I have. Right. So you're a and subscriber. At what point unknowingly. does it stop? I mean, at what point does it stop? Speaking of Reddit, that's your face when you find out, man, that you paid an extra $30. <laughs> I mean, it, look, it, it, there's another angle to what's happening in Major League Baseball. And we were talking about this before we went on the air. Now MLB rookies will wear uh, a patch that will debut uh, when they make it to the big leagues and is going straight to the collectibles market. Uh, our fellow Bloomberg uh, comrade Kim Basine uh, wrote this uh, recently. Uh, it, it, I mean, is this going to take off in your mind? That because uh, Tops is involved in it, and they're going to authenticate the patch, and it'll only be worn that one time when they make the debuts. Do you think this is going to get over? Yeah, I mean, I think this is something where Major League Baseball is just trying to find as many new revenue streams as they possibly can, um, especially when this whole uh, TV business is so uncertain. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're looking at, at everything, really. I think sports betting is something that the industry and the, and the sports leagues are, are tr- hoping is going to be a growing source of revenue. Um yeah, I mean, I think that it's going to be really fascinating this season. I'm personally really interested in this pitch clock and yes. seeing whether the games are suddenly shorter. I think that uh, Major League Baseball is really hoping that more and more fans will tune in if they um, believe that the game is not going to go on for three, four hours or more. So, um, you know, there's no, the, the end of the shift is really interesting. There's a whole new set of new rules this year. The pizza um, box uh, bases, Yeah, the pizza right? box bases. bases. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's going to be really fascinating to see what that does for viewership, uh, t- attendance. Um, you know, that's certainly what Major League Baseball is hoping for this year. I'm going to give you a secret number of the week. Everybody's in. You talk about the pitch clock. It's 15 seconds if there are no runners on base, and it's 20 seconds if there is a runner, at least one. So on enough base. time for the pitcher to side eye the batter, uh, the runner, like twice yeah. before he then winds up. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I like to see this. Uh, by the way, <laughs> there's another angle, and now I, and I am very happy about this. Uh, Major League Baseball. They have reached uh, with the union uh, a five-year agreement, according to what the sources say out there, with minor leaguers, and they're going to get double the pay of what they had. And, you know, which is very good. And for example, it's if you play Triple A ball, your salary is going to go from seventeen thousand five hundred dollars to thirty-five thousand eight hundred dollars. That should have happened, Jerry, a long They're time ago. They're making 17000 That was it, yeah. That's really shocking how low they were getting paid. Um, yeah, I mean, that's... That's in a, I mean, thirty five. Now, now you know why still... Rob Manfred's auctioning off little patches on on, on people's uniforms. Yeah, wow, uh, seventeen thousand. That that's you know, good for you guys. By the way, and uh, a lot of the players will also get guaranteed housing. So that's that's good. Too. Right, this because on a seventeen thousand dollars salary, no, sorry, thirty five thousand dollars salary, you still can't get housing. 
No, you you can't even get you can't even get anything here in New York on right. thirty five thousand. You can't get right? lunch. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think you both onto something here. I think we can expect to see the net, next Netflix series is going to be on final, following minor league uh, baseball players <laughs> as they move from single A up to up into the majors. It's not a bad idea, Damien. Oh, see, now you came up with an idea, man. It's like, you know, now we can make money. Uh, Not not all the great stories have been told. Oh, man. Uh, Jerry Smith, thank you. Our own Bloomberg, Jerry Smith. Uh, Thank you for your knowledge, sir, and for educating us. We appreciate it. This has been the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast, where we explore some of the big money issues in the world of sports. I'm Michael Barr. You can follow me on Twitter at Big Bar Sports. And I'm on Twitter at Scarlet Foo. And I'm on Twitter at DSAS Hour. Thank you so much for joining us. Tune in again next week for the latest on the stories moving big old money in the world of sports. You're listening to the Bloomberg Business of Sports show from Bloomberg Radio around the world. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers, and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights, and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at cuttereconomicforum.com.